0: Everyone, welcome back to QSR Nation, your weekly source of food service marketing and business strategies for success. Here are your hosts, Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holt Summit, Missouri.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant coming today from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holt Summit, Missouri to talk about food service marketing and business strategies for success. And that's where I throw it to Beth because she came Whoa. up with a wonderful <laughs> idea and is going to facilitate the topic today. So we'll see how this goes.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is a true honor. Just want to thank you to everyone that's in the room listening. Thank you, Grant. Thank you.
1: Nobody thought you could do it, but look at you. Oh,
0: thanks. And then to all of our you know, loyal listeners out there, we truly appreciate you, especially yep. this holiday season. My gam gam. Oh, gam gam. <laughs> I always, you know, I want to shout out to my Papu. That's my grandpa. Hey, what? Papu. Papu? Papu. Like a boo? Yeah, so, but Papu. So today's
2: Papu. topic is family nicknames and how you use them.
0: Running a little low on topics here at the end of the year. <laughs> Tell us your grandparents' nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> no, <it's- laughs> so I found this, um, this survey online and it's from Harvard.com. And it's the seven personality oh. traits of an awesome retail candidate and how to assess them. So obviously, with the holiday season, there's a lot of different retail stores that are looking for new people just to join their team, and not just for the holiday season, but they want to be able to train them and then keep them on board years to come, so that way, obviously, less training—that's less um, less money that you have to spend out of your pocket just on other employees training them. So let's go through them one by one and see if you guys agree with them or if you disagree. I think okay. I know on one side of the room, also known as Anthony, will probably <laughs> disagree with most of them.
1: That's fine. That's
2: okay. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Stay Devils. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. So. Obviously here it says that they're the ones that can make a real difference in the reason that your customers prefer coming to your store rather than doing anything online. And obviously that is one of the biggest obstacles that um, local, um, businesses face right now so they say the number one skill that these people should have is confidence
1: I was just talking about that the grant before we came in here about, yes we were about um, how local businesses are hurting so much due to online shopping sorry go ahead oh, no,
2: it's, it's just yeah. ironic that we were talking about that yeah but uh, honestly that's the one thing I will agree with on your list is that <laughs> you do need to have confidence you know with proper trained staff uh, who understand what you know the selling uh, understand benefits to the customer um, or just understand how it is to create a genuinely great experience for them. And that confidence goes a lot, especially when you're able to look a customer in the eye, mm-hmm. uh, make you know a good social interaction. Those are actually skill sets now that probably you know ten, fifteen years ago would have been considered skill sets, um, but that the social isolation that so much of uh, I want to say, today's youth but just because i mean we all sit around and look at phones too but that social isolation that you know technology has kind of brought having that confidence to smile look people in the eye and have an engaging conversation to really enhance experiences to me very very high on the list so good job with the number one
0: thank you you know okay i was listening to the kid credit morning show and they were talking about this morning about i know me too shout out is how um one of the cast members was going to a dog park and how you know a lot of them they are famous, you know, whenever they are on the radio, they are personalities, but people know them just because of all the things that they have done. And they were talking about when they go to the dog park, people, especially the younger generation are afraid to give them eye contact or even talk to them just because they don't know how to socially interact with anyone other than through a digital device. And so isn't it kind of scary that that's a skill that's not even going to be like that has to be number one, because people just don't have that anymore, especially with our local, local, our younger generations are going to be starting into the workforce.
3: Yeah, that's true. Somebody's going to have to have those social skills. Otherwise, we will be in trouble.
0: Exactly. If you're afraid to say hello to anyone or even look at them in the eye, like that's not going to make for a pleasant experience for any kind of customers.
2: Truth. <laughs> <laughs> Way to interject some wisdom
0: there.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the opposite of confidence Why would be like something like shy, which obviously wouldn't be yeah. a great trait to have whenever you're trying to – especially if you're customer-facing job or you're trying to create good customer service, you definitely want to be positive and upbeat and outgoing and stuff to make that a good customer experience. Mm-hmm. True.
1: you got to couple it with being polite, though, because being True. too confident can be rubbed off as arrogance.
3: Yes. True.
0: But another form of confidence, just like it says in this article, is that um, your retail staff has to be confident about your product. The more training that you can provide them, the better off that they're going to be, the more assertive that they will be whenever it comes to customer questions and they'll be able to be more confident just in their – way to be able to respond to questions, respond to inappropriate uh, customer comments that they might make if they're upset or if they're disgruntled or anything like that. Um, So just making sure that you do train your employees well so they feel confident.
2: Right. I think going through role-playing processes with your team is really important. It's, you know, I've never met anyone who was like, oh yeah, great, let's do role-playing because that's so much fun. Um, Because they they view it as so much of a chore and it's awkward. Um, But in the end, it does help build that confidence because they understand how to respond because they've practiced it. And like anything else, whether it's sports or uh, cooking or, or working on a car, the more you do it, the better you become, the more efficient you become at it, the more confidence you do carry into it. So. Yeah, man.
0: All right, number two skill. This is my number one trait. <laughs> number just saying, guys, number not, one trait. That's
3: not confusing. <laughs>
0: This is me in a nutshell. Empathy. Whoop whoop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't
2: have any of that. No, we know true. that. That's why we have Beth. That's why we yeah, have it. Beth on the I call. balance
0: she, everyone else out. You
2: can she, take she's the yin to my, to my <laughs> yang.
3: So.
0: so, on this article, it says empathy and great communication skills go hand in hand, right? They should do anyway. Ideal retail employees know how to put themselves in their shoes of their customers. They're excellent listeners, skilled communicators, and they master the art of solution based thinking. So, just being able to relate back to that customer when they're telling you a problem, um, no matter what it is, you can at least give them the empathy back to them so that way they feel like you're not just putting them in a different situation or they're gonna make you're gonna make them frustrated.
1: Yeah. Grant and I were just talking about this earlier too. Like oh right, right before the solution based mindset. So oh, I mean, the problem thing yeah, about the solution. Yeah, so yeah, yeah for you sure. You guys should
0: talk to <laughs> Anthony and I, I guess. Yeah. That's a lot
1: more intelligent conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh wow.
2: Oh. Can you tell the holiday <laughs> yeah. family feeling is here <laughs> Andy
0: <Anthony laughs> and her playing candy family. crush in here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like, where are they at? <laughs>
0: like, with actual candy. <laughs> yeah. And a hammer. And a hammer, yeah. <laughs> we got three. <laughs> oh,
3: circling back to the, what did you say, empathy? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny,
2: three of us in the room have no idea what that actually is. <laughs> no, use say- it in a sentence, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would appreciate more empathy if you guys would allow us to participate in your conversations.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, that I was just gonna say that that is good for being able to put yourself in in their in their customer's shoes. Um, that way, if they feel like they've been wronged or something, yeah. you know, they you will have a better uh, ability to make make it right with the customer if you can empathize with
0: them. Right, Beth? <laughs> That's exactly right. Just <laughs> wanna cry with them right now. Which that leads to the third trait: the desire to make the customers' day. Uh. This is not something that Anthony is great at, so let's allow anyone else in the world to answer this question.
1: Well, I actually think Anthony is great at customer service.
2: Hey, the folks—the um. the folks that get the privilege of working with me absolutely love me. I, uh, oh, we all work with was, you. That was wow, right, guys? <laughs> Where's that Anthony yeah. now,
0: <laughs> Where's that candy wrapper? Second, so I'm sorry, bad connection. <laughs>
2: No, okay, well is, you got no the desire to make customers day. It's it's obviously a very key component of the experience um, You know, I ran retail stores for 15 years, so you were very much committed or you were not you know, right. there, was, there was really no great area to kind of survive in uh, that retail environment You, know, you need to be committed to making sure that they had a great experience products on the shelf The checkout process is quick and accurate. You know your pricing is right, Um, because all that goes into a part of making the customer's day. Not just you know the genuine smile, the thank you, being present. I think is a huge uh, miss. A lot of stores um, are are still falling short in. Um, You know there's. A great video years ago about the Pikes Peak uh, fish market up in Seattle and making sure that you're, you're there with the customer, your eye contact, that you're just being present and hearing them. Yeah, I think that all goes in part of uh, making that customer's day. So especially in retail and in food service where that that one-on-one personal interaction is so key, that customer has to walk away feeling they had the value and an experience that they want to share with others and repeat
3: yeah. And if you truly make the customer's day, um, that goes a long way towards uh, building customer loyalty, loyalty after that.
0: Exactly. They really touched on a good point on this one. It says that working in a retail is a demanding job, both physically and mentally. Retail employees stand on their feet for eight consecutive hours and deal with a lot of different people every day. And all this, of course, has to be done with a constant smile on your face. Um, this is why the perfect retail applicant needs to have an intrinsic desire to make people happy. Think of it as a calling, something that's either part of your personality or isn't. Anthony, Uh, (laughs) just kidding. Without the strong willingness to make someone's day, applicants will have a hard time to become outstanding retail employees.
2: Well, and I think a big key to that too is outside of just that that willingness to want to help someone and be that you know kind of servant attitude that you just described. But it's also important to have a short memory. Uh, And and what what I mean by that is, you get that angry customer, you get that person who's having a bad day, they're going to take it out on you because you're the person in front of them. Lucky. And when that person's gone just you know forget hey, about it yeah you just it's it, as it was that person move on it's not the next person so don't take it out on them forget, you know, about, so, it. forget, forget about it forget about it, about it. <laughs> so you know keep that short memory and that will i think definitely help your team um it's, that's a good way to coach them too is just hey you know, one, one by one mm-hmm. each person mm-hmm. take them don't, don't have an
0: this. empath as your uh yeah. customer service <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> the one that takes all the complaints <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I would be so miserable all day.
2: Yes, but you are number four, friendly and positive. <laughs>
0: yes, friendly yeah. and positive. Spoiler alert. And it's my yeah. favorite number, so it, it describes – man, this is just all oh, about – clutter. This is pretty much Clut- all about Beth. It really yeah. is. <laughs> well, I think that, that,
1: that one kind of really speaks for itself. It kind of goes in the confidence and the empathy and everything else. So exactly. That's, that's kind of a – a must-have, I would assume.
0: Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that they would like to say is that if you are behind the phone line is to always make sure that you do have a smile and encourage your employees to do that. Go through different trainings, go through different role plays so that way they can actually hear themselves whenever they do come across on the phone. Because um, if you're having a bad day, that's not the customer's fault. You need yeah. to make sure that you allow them a pleasant experience while on the phone or in person.
2: You literally can hear the smile. You can. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Well, you know, what's what's the one thing that, uh, that Johnny Mack used to say about putting up a mirror... Oh, and yeah. looking at yourself, what mm-hmm. are you doing? It? I mean, um, you know, that that way, you know, you're kinda of gauging physically what your uh, your tone is conveying across as well. So I, I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. I didn't
3: I didn't hear him say that, but that's kind of interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. huh, maybe you should have been listening. You sound <laughs> very sad right
0: now, Anthony. You should speak with a smile.
2: Aw. <laughs> <laughs> is that better? Yes.
0: Okay, so number five traits are honest and reliable. What are your thoughts on that one?
1: Well, yes think, yes
3: <laughs> well uh, it is nice whenever you can get as a customer if you ask the employees opinion you actually get their actual honest mm-hmm. opinion that's always nice to know or nice to have
2: yeah and from an employer standpoint I mean you know, the honesty and the reliability are key because you're counting on that person um, to fill certain roles uh, create certain tasks you know fulfill certain needs uh, for the team as well as for the you know the consumer but the honesty side I mean that's something you can't teach unfortunately either a person is that or they're not and that's you know a very you know character trait driven um, situation there I know I had the unfortunate um, duty of walking people out of my stores in handcuffs and other kind of fun things that they were not honest um, you know we, we you know went through some some very interesting um, situations with our loss prevention team and realizing you know the theft that was going on internally that, you know, it was just, it was bad. And what was really horrible was, it was not just at one store, you know, it was just throughout. So you're going to get that mix in there. So having having that, that honest character trait is so key because it that, infect, that infects other people. If they are honest, it'll help other folks, you know, realize to do the right thing even when no one's looking is always important. So I, th- yep. that to me is one of the most powerful things. They used to say, I could i would hire off character because i could coach anything you know so those job duties you know can be there but character like honesty is just something that's either going to be with an individual or it's not
0: true and again an added benefit of honest retail staff is with a good reputation it reflects positively on the image of your brand so mm-hmm. no matter what as long as you have honest and reliable employees that's going to look good for you and everyone else
3: and more so. and more uh people like to choose businesses that act ethically too so um, it's good for that. <laughs> 100%, yeah.
0: <Yep. clears throat> okay, we're moving down the list. We're almost done. So number six, a creative problem mm. solver.
2: Ooh, 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 that's Grant. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's always coming up that with great un- topics. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, that is uh, very important, obviously, um, just to have someone that can navigate any type of uh, issue that may come up and do so uh, creatively or uh, in a positive manner. Um, that's extremely val- valuable so that they can still provide that good customer experience.
1: Yeah, for sure. They're either helping the customer solve their problems or it's helping the business solve their problems, like yeah. an extra way to make more margin or something like that to reduce cogs, something like that to help the business and overall is
3: great. You can never teach every problem that's going to arise. There's going to be some problems that come up that you're just not prepared for. So uh, being able to work on the flies. uh, super
2: valuable yeah and take a moment to step back and sometimes you know you go outside the box and it may not be a solution that is maybe considered like normal but if it's you know one that will get the job done effectively efficiently and legally grant (laughs) (laughs) and ethically and ethically (laughs) Um, yeah and then you know don't be afraid to take those opportunities and that's a good thing to make sure you install in your team so they understand that they can bring those creative Uh, solutions to you Uh, you don't have to always go with it it may not be the right solution but encouraging them to do that I mean we did we just had this survey come out this week with our wisdom of the crowd piece where you know senior leadership's polling all the employee owners asking you know their input on things I think it's really important that folks do that I think in one of our podcasts in our very maybe first year of doing this um, we talked about we had a situation where People were at the car washer. It was a book I think Josh had read. I don't remember the author now. They had a car washer they were giving like double punch right away to get them going. Oh, yeah. And, like and then um, I mentioned that at a local uh, convenience store, I saw a guy doing a double punch and his manager you know, kind of got on to him and it was all right in front of people. It's more perceived value, I think. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. But, but he, was, he was like, hey, look, you know, we're, we're, we're slow. And so I wanted him to come back. And so I was just trying to give him an extra punch. And right in front of me, you know, the, the managers kind of had an aha moment. And then next thing I know, like every Tuesday was a double punch day Mm -hmm. because that was a slow day. And the employee was paying attention where he messed up was not communicating that to the manager as an idea. But, you know, the intention was there. So be encouraging to have those creative outside-the-box solutions bubble up from your team.
3: Yeah, I'd also like to add that um, from a manager's perspective, if you do have an employee that does – work creatively to solve a problem uh solve an issue or something it'd be good to recognize that as yeah. well uh, i know here we actually we do that with our extreme ownership award that's kind of similar you know that's usually people that are going outside their normal job duties um, to get to solve a problem or something and you get recognized for that as well which is good
2: and that recognition is key it helps encourage people to keep doing it exactly good job tony i know good job I mean, thank
0: you. All right. So the number seven final one is multitasking. So rather than a personality trait, it's a skill we're talking about here. And it's an important one because retail employees must be able to do several things at the same time. So whether they are restocking shelves while answering customers' questions, for example, the customers need to be looked after, but the usual store duties need to get done as well. So you have to make sure that you can focus in on those retailer, or those retailer, those um, employee characteristics to know are you're gonna be able to get everything done that you need to get done on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, I hate multitasking. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that's not my
3: strength either, but if you can't, if you're not a great multitasker, at least prioritize which Mm -hmm. tasks need to be done first. So I'd say look at it one of those two ways.
2: I think people get maybe, I don't want to say, um, enamored with the idea of multitasking. Oh, I've got all this stuff going on, and then nothing gets done. So you know, I, I'm I'm much more of a methodical thought process. I like to see things get completed. Um, so I'm am more of a hey, here's a list of stuff to do. Let's prioritize it. Let's knock these things out in order. Yeah, we may have to come back to something, but we have to come back to it. So as you're as you're having those folks that have the ability to multitask, make sure that with that multitasking, they also had the ability to use their time management skill effectively um, so that you can actually move through your list and get those things completed. I know when I ran retail stores, that was a huge problem we had at times, depending on the staff. I had several people who could do 10 things at once, they didn't do them well. (laughs) So Beth, can you run through those uh, seven one more time?
0: Sure, and this is from harvard.com. It's the seven personality traits of an awesome retail candidate and how you should assess them. So number one was confidence, number two was empathy, number three is the desire to make the customer's day, number four was friendly and positive, number five was honest and reliable, number six was a creative problem solver, and number seven was multitasking.
1: I think those are great and obviously all of your, candidates might not have all of those things or even your current ones do not but you can still kind of coach them like like Tony said maybe the only one that isn't coachable is honesty uh-huh. but uh, I think it was like I think it was old man Ben Franklin that had his 13 virtues that he would work on each one until he uh, perfected it then move on to the next one so maybe not work on all those at one time but like mm-hmm. work on one at a time and um, start with the one you're strongest yeah. in right you know yeah.
2: that that's where you'll find the most success quick is that is to work on that one that you that you're you see okay you know Beth is an empath, so you know, work on that first, then move, you know, to um, <laughs> one through seven. Yeah, yeah, one through
1: seven. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. <laughs> work on that. <laughs> well, us uh, the uh, the guys in the room are working on empathy. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna continue crying over here. <laughs> no, um, if you guys have any questions, you can reach out to us at QSR Nation PF. Yeah, (laughs) qsrnation at pfsbrands.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Listen to the podcast at pfsbrands.com slash podcast. The social things. The
0: social things. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Anywhere that you would like to find us, we are there.
2: There we go. Anybody have anything else to add for today? I'd just like to give a shout out to Grant for having the greatest birthday ever.
1: Hey. Right back at you, Tony.
3: Oh, yeah. Happy we birthday, We have the same buddy. birthday. Yeah. Um, Happy birthday yeah. This is, to us. It's a big week. Uh, yeah, birthdays on December 2nd, and then uh, December 6th is ho- uh, the opening day of holiday treat, treat season. season. So, <laughs> lots of things to look forward to. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is true.
2: Can't look, look
1: forward to those on Friday.
2: Opening day of holiday treat <laughs> <laughs> season. I'm, <When> <laughs> I'm going to wear a camouflage hat. <laughs> and Make sure to cookies. buy your tags. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And just can you just remind us once more, what are the dates of holiday treat season?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's December so, 6th to January 6th, right? Sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> December 6th is the official start date. Um, I won't set an official end date yet because maybe it's – We also can't th- let holiday treats go to Wix. I'd say when the
1: treats are gone, maybe that's yeah,
0: – Well, I I like know, that, last
2: yeah, year, January 6th, he had a hard cutoff in the office. I know. I was going to say, you were very <laughs> adamant You've about had that a
0: Rolos. <laughs> 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 Please send Rolos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our Rollers and pretzels. And we'll, that's
1: right. we'll have two options this year gluten-free and regular too so. that's yes. right yeah so just everybody's for included so, so
2: gluten-free means no treats
0: <laughs> uh, no i already have gluten-free pretzels i'm pretty excited about it all
1: right so get those treats ready for friday uh, the 6th and for your team here at qsr nation we will talk to you next week
0: <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by champs chicken for deals discounts and updates check out champs slash connect Be sure to stop by next week for another episode of QSR Nation. And be sure to check us out online at pfsbrands.com forward slash podcast.